Hi everyone, Sean Gilliam here with Location Real Estate. Welcome to another episode of my Home Buyers Tutorial. This is going to cover the first and most essential step of buying a home, and that is working with lenders. In this part, you are going to be exploring whether or not you can afford a home and how much home you can afford, and what are the important steps to arriving at which lender to work with, and how will things look moving forward. So I'm going to cover that in this episode, so stay tuned. All right, let's continue. If you're watching this, you're either one of my clients or you happen to cross this video because you're curious about the home buying process. Well, this is one of the most important essential upfront steps, and that is finding a letter consult or a lender, consulting with that lender and finding out whether or not it's a good time for you to purchase a home. You might find in this process or in this step that after talking with a lender, you realize that the monthly payment that you're likely going to have based on what's going on in the market and what you can get for your money here uh, might be more than you're comfortable with. Maybe you need to take care of some things first, like pay off some debt, pay off a car, credit card debt, that kind of thing, and revisit it in a year. And at that time, it might be a better option for you. Otherwise, if you find out that it is a good option for you to purchase a home right now, this is an essential step in seeing how much home you're qualified for and what you're comfortable with in a monthly payment so that we know what price range to shop in for you uh, when we compare all the other elements that you're interested, how many bedrooms, bathrooms, and all those fun things to consider. So it's a fun process, but like I said, finding a lender that you're comfortable with that has uh, good opportunities for you as far as mortgage products and who can give you the best interest rate, this is the time or this is the step that you're gonna be investigating all these things. Now, it's also important for you to know my personal opinion, working with a local lender is your best option. They usually uh, have the best options for loans. They usually are very uh, in tune with the area that we work in. And so therefore they can give you uh, the best advice on where to buy a home and those kinds of things. Now with that, who do you work with as a lender? Well, I'm a helpful resource in that area. I have a short list of lenders that I've done transactions with. They're local lenders. They're good at what they do. They're good communicators. And they are excellent at making sure that you get to the closing table and that all the I's are dotted and T's crossed and all that. So I can give you that list if you need to just get in touch with me. Uh, you may also have a lender that you've worked with before or maybe a friend or family member recommends. That's great, too. Uh, it's got to be somebody that you trust and know that you can work well with and you have confidence that they're going to represent your best interests in getting uh, into that home that you want to buy. Now, I think with that also, uh, I encourage people to shop around, uh, talk to various lenders and see what kind of loan products they have, see what kind of interest rate they can give you, what uh, benefits do they give you as a buyer, um, what are their closing costs, all those kinds of things, or I should say loan origination fees and whatnot. So uh, it's good to shop around. It's good to get an education in the process as you're talking with these various lenders to see who's going to work best with you. And again, uh, meet your needs and uh, be in your corner so that you can get the home that you want to buy. Now that you've found a lender that you want to work with, what's the next step that you need to take? Well, you're, they're going to guide you through that process. They'll have a bunch of questions for you. They'll have a loan application for you to fill out, and they'll help you gather all the information that you need to give them so that they can get you uh, ready to purchase a home. They'll get you pre-approved. They'll let you know how much home you can afford. And that's an essential part because when we start doing home shopping, we want to make sure that we're looking at homes that you can actually afford based on your income and all those other factors. And I would add, or add to that that um, find out how much home you can afford, find out what that monthly payment will be. And once you find that out, make sure you're comfortable with that. 
you, we want you to be, uh, we don't want you to be house rich and cash poor. So it's essential that you evaluate that based on what your needs are and what your other monthly payments are. So if you can afford this much home and it's going to cost you this much per month, but that's uncomfortable, well, maybe back off that a few steps and we can lower that price range that you can look at for a home. Because again, we want, want to make sure that this is an affordable thing for you and that it doesn't interfere with other plans you have in your life or other payments you might have. So that's a, an important part. Find out how much home you can afford and find out how much home you can afford per month. So that way we get you the best fit and make sure you don't get yourself in a, a difficult situation or a stressful situation down the road. Now with finding out how much home you can afford, I recommend getting pre-approved. There's pre-qualification and pre-approval. Pre-qualification is kind of a basic. They're going on the honor system that what you told them was the, the truth and verifiable, um, but they haven't underwritten it yet. They haven't proven uh, how much uh, income you have and assets and those kinds of things. Uh, Pre-approval, they actually take a look at all that information up front. And a lot of times lenders will even take you to underwriting so that the underwriter can take a look at everything and evaluate your circumstances, your debt, your income, and verify that you are a legitimate buyer and they will get you to the closing table. You're pretty much pre-approved for that loan, uh, barring any mishaps along the way. Uh, so I highly recommend that because that will make you look strong to prospective sellers out there because there still are cash buyers out there, but a lot of sellers would rather go with a strong finance buyer just because they know they're eager to get to the table and they got a strong lender behind them and they're pre-approved. So their financing has been uh, underwritten, as I mentioned, and they it's almost as if it is a cash offer. So it, I highly recommend that. That's an important step in this process because you want to put your best foot forward when we're writing offers out there to prospective sellers. The next step is to get me in touch with the lender that you chose to work with. Now, it might be somebody that I've referred to you and so I already know them, or maybe it's a lender that I've already worked with before in the area. Um, but either way, I need to get in touch with them and start that communication process because communication is essential in reaching the closing table and having a successful transaction. And I'll have to ask them various questions. You know, what timelines work with them, for instance, like appraisals, uh, can they do a 30-day close or shorter? Those are important things that I need to know as we're trying to write a competitive offer because we're still dealing with multiple offer situations from time to time. Also, I want to know if they work on weekends. Uh, you, you'll find that if we're out looking at houses and it might be uh, uh, late Saturday and we'll find out that all offers are due Sunday at 5 p.m. or even noon, in some cases, uh, we need to have all our ducks in a row. And so I need to know how to communicate with the lender, what their availability is, so that we make sure we have everything in hand before we submit that offer, namely a pre-approval letter, uh, what their timeline or what timelines work best with them, again, so we can write a competitive offer for you. Now, bear in mind that lenders don't share with me any personal information about your financial situation or anything like that. It's strictly related to the transaction and how we can best serve you as the home buyer. All right, so let's say we go under contract. What does that lender relationship look like? At this point, as you'll see in the contract, there's dates and deadlines that we have to meet in a timely fashion to make sure that everything's good to go as we move forward to the next steps in the, the transaction process. So I'll be working closely with the lender. I'll be talking with them. They'll have questions for me. I'll have questions for them. And we'll make sure that you meet all your deadlines related to the loan uh, throughout the transaction process. The first of which is the loan application deadline. Now, you may have already done this prior to going under contract. Uh, but if you haven't, I'll typically put that out a couple of days after we go under contract officially. And that gives you a couple of days to 
get online or whatever the process is for the lender to fill out the application for the loan that you want. And then there's also the loan terms deadline and the loan availability deadline. And I'll go more in depth in the, uh, with those in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but I'll make sure that as we reach each of those deadlines before we do, I'm checking with you, I'm checking with the lender and making sure everything is good to go so that by the time we get to the day of those deadlines, we don't have to think about anything. There's no stress and uh, you're happy. We can check that box and move forward on to the next part of the transaction. All right, now let's take a closer look at those loan deadlines. And you can see the dates and deadlines chart. This is a reference to the actual contract that we will submit as an offer to a prospective seller. Section three, the contract, and there's dates and deadlines for all aspects of the transaction. And there's a corresponding subsection here, as you see this reference here. So if you want more information about each of these deadlines, you can read that subsection paragraph and it will explain to you your rights and responsibilities and other detailed information that will be helpful to you. So it's a good reference for you. But let's go ahead and take a look here. Here's your loan deadlines. As already mentioned, that new loan application deadline, the new loan terms deadline, and the new loan availability deadline. And these are all explained in subsection five. So we'll go ahead and scroll down to that. Before I get to that, though, I do want to point out in section four, this is the financing uh, terms right here. The purchase price will be something that you and I will discuss and we'll figure out what works best for the seller and we'll put that amount there. The earnest money will be subjective to each property and what the seller requires. That, by the way, is money that you have to be able to write a personal check for. So you have to have that in your bank account and be willing to or be able to write that check uh, a few days after closing and let that reside in the title company or it could be a real estate broker, depending on, on how they handle things. Uh, but that's money you need to have up front. That could be usually it's about 1% of the purchase price of the home, just as a, a reference for you. And then the new loan amount, that's something that will be in the pre-approval letter. I'll talk with the lender and make sure that all these numbers square up with what they have in their books. And then uh, that'll show us the total uh, purchase price and then also the cash at closing. And so make sure that you're comfortable with those numbers. That's a conversation you should have had already up front uh, with the lender and they've given you that loan estimate so you know what's going on. And then I'll scroll down here to section five and we'll talk about those loan deadlines. So the first one is pretty straightforward. It's that new loan application deadline. So you may have already completed a new loan application prior to writing an offer, uh, but in some cases, maybe you didn't have the time to or haven't gotten to that yet. So I usually put that out a couple of days after we go under contract. And I'll read the paragraph to you. If buyer is to pay all or part of the purchase price by obtaining one or more new loans, or if an existing loan is not to be released at closing, the buyer, if required by such lender, must make an application verifiable by such lender on or before the new loan application deadline and exercise reasonable efforts to obtain such loan or approval. So basically it's saying, be on time, fill out the loan application, and if they're asking you for documents, those kinds of things, make sure that you put reasonable efforts to get them everything that they need so that they can evaluate your situation and assess whether or not you're ultimately approved for that loan. It's a matter of good faith and it shows the seller, not that they usually check on this, but it, it shows the seller, should they ask for verification, that you are working hard uh, with the lender to make sure that you're going to get that loan approval and get them, get them all the documents that they need. The next deadline is the new loan terms deadline. And this is usually about seven to 10 days after going under contract. So about a week and a half. 
And this paragraph, I'll read it to you. It says, if buyer is to pay all or part of the purchase price with a new loan, this contract is conditional upon buyer determining in buyer's sole subjective discretion whether the proposed new loan's payments, interest rate, conditions, and costs, or any other loan terms are satisfactory to buyer. This condition is for the sole benefit of the buyer, and the buyer has the right to terminate under subsection 24.1 on or before the new loan terms deadline if the new loan terms are not satisfactory to buyer in buyer's sole subjective discretion. So this is an important deadline because we want to find out and make sure that you're okay with those monthly payments, what your interest rate will be, and any other aspect of that loan that you're going to uh, be purchasing or getting to purchase the home. We want to make sure that you're okay with it. And for my part, I'm going to be talking with you and making sure that you're okay with the terms that the lender has said to you. I'm going to be checking uh, with the lender as well to make sure that you have all the information you need uh, to make an educated decision. And so if you are satisfied with the terms of the loan, we can go by this uh, deadline without any consequence. There's no paperwork to fill out or anything like that. We just let the day go by. And then also, if it's something where you're like, wow, I really, uh, I'm in over my head. I've had some circumstances go on, or I just did not expect that I'd be paying this much per month for a loan. I need to terminate. That's fine too. And that's why I'm going to be working with you and the lender up front to make sure that we make that decision prior to letting this deadline go past so that we can terminate on time and get your earnest money back. So that's a new loan terms deadline. The next one in section 5.2.2 is a new loan availability deadline. And I'll read this paragraph to you. It says, if buyers to pay all or part of the purchase price with a new loan, this contract is conditional upon buyer satisfaction with the availability of the new loan based on the lender's review and underwriting of buyer's new loan application. Buyer has the right to terminate under subsection 24.1 on or before the new loan availability deadline if the new loan availability is not satisfactory to buyer. Buyer does not have a right to terminate based on the new loan availability if the termination is based on new loan terms, appraised value, lender property requirements, insurability, or the conditional upon sale of property, subsection 10.7 below. If seller is not in default and does not timely receive buyer's written notice to terminate, Buyer's earnest money will be non-refundable, except as otherwise provided in this contract. Now, this is one of the last deadlines in the transaction. This is usually about a week prior to closing. And usually by now, we've done all our due diligence and we know whether or not that loan is going to be available. But sometimes things happen, you know, in the lender's review and the underwriting of the buyers uh, of your loan application, they might say that this loan is no longer available to you. And so for my part, I'm going to be interacting with you again and uh, with the lender to make sure that we are good to go before we go past this deadline. This is not one of those sole subjective discretion deadlines. So you just can't say, you know what? I don't really like the availability of the loan. It's, it's whether it's available to you or not. Also, I want to point out here, as they point out in this paragraph, that we can't terminate and hide it under the new loan availability deadline. So we can't say, hey, you know, we really don't like these loan terms after all. Uh, we don't like the appraised value or the lender property requirements, et cetera, et cetera. And so we're gonna sneak in a termination under the heading of the new loan availability. That is not acting in good faith. It's not uh, being honest with the seller. And so that we're just not gonna do that. And that's why we're going to do our due diligence on every other deadline in the contract to make sure that if you do need to terminate for some reason, we're going to do it under that proper heading or that proper reason and do it in a timely fashion so you can get your earnest money back. 
So uh, it's very essential that, um, you know, we're honest moving forward in these transactions. And again, by now, uh, we'll probably know whether or not that loan is available uh, to you or not. So uh, usually we can just let this deadline go past. But again, I always check with the lender and check with you and make sure everything is good to go moving forward. With this, so like I said, this new loan availability deadline is about a week prior to closing. At this time, I'm also going to be asking if uh, we have clear to close. Usually by now they do because you've been upfront and doing your due diligence and getting all your documents to the lender on time so that they can evaluate uh, your final loan approval. And so we want to make sure that you have clear to close and that three days or, or prior to closing, you've signed the closing disclosure and we have all our ducks in a row so that uh, we are good to go to get to the closing table. And with that, I'll throw in too, um, bringing funds to closing. Uh, typically, uh, funds are wired. And so I'll be working with you and the lender to make sure we have all the final numbers so that we know exactly how much you need to wire to the title company for closing. And so again, those are all deadlines that I work with you on and I give you a heads up uh, with plenty of time so that we make sure we get everything done on time and it's a smooth transaction. And the closing day is a fun day where you just sign documents, uh, engage in small talk and uh, get those keys uh, to your new home. So that is the end of this tutorial, the essential aspect of getting a lender, getting pre-approved and keeping on top of those loan deadlines as we go under contract and make our way towards closing. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to get in touch. You can reach me here at 970-313-6706, or you can shoot me an email. You'll see my contact information at the end of this video, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care.